Just a second, guys, before we get into today's topic, I want to talk to you about something called Anchor. It's the easiest way to start a podcast out there, and the best part about it is it's 100% free. There's a lot of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's dope for somebody like me because I'm always on the go. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you'll be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. And my favorite part about it is you can start to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor will start giving you ads right away. It's everything you need and more to make a podcast right here in one place. So if you're looking to start a podcast, make sure you go to the App Store and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Eddie Knight, host of the Nerd Out with Eddie Knight podcast, where we talk TV, film, and especially TV shows and films that have to do with superheroes. And if you're a DC fan, this had to have had been a great weekend for you. It definitely was a great weekend for me. A lot of great panels, a lot of great content, a lot of really good trailers. And if I talked about everything in one episode, I could be on here for hours. but I'm just going to pick two an episode to talk to till we get through them all. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 2021 Batman directed by Chris Reeves, as well as the new information that we have about the Snyder Cut directed by Zack Snyder. So stay tuned. All right, guys, I hope your weekend has went well. There's been a lot of dope information, a lot of dope spillage of stuff happening. The Internet is going crazy. YouTube is going crazy. Twitter is going crazy. And man, I tell you, when I saw that Batman trailer last night, I was in my living room cheering around like a child, like a fanboy, uh, like the fanboy that I am. So I'm going to start out with the Batman 2021 stuff. Um, guys, make sure if you are not already to be signed up or not signed up, subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Eddie Loves Movies on YouTube. That's Eddie Loves Movies. I do trailer reactions and breakdowns and movie reviews, all kind of stuff on there. Um, There's also movie related and a lot of related stuff with superheroes and stuff like that, too. Anyways, guys, if you've listened to any of these episodes of my podcast, you know, I'm a really big Batman fan. You know this, guys. I know this. The world knows this. It's not something that I hide. So anytime there is some new Batman content out there, I just have to cover it, man. I have to. I have to talk about this stuff. I'm sorry. If I flood you with Batman, but that is my guy and will forever be my guy. And um, those are people some asking some questions about Marvel. And I do enjoy Marvel as well, but there's just not a lot of Marvel news out there. There's not even information on if Black Widow is going to for sure come out this year. They haven't let us know if they finished recording the last two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They haven't let us know anything about WandaVision. The only thing I'm seeing from Marvel is the upcoming New Mutants movie. And as much as I would like to see that, I'm definitely more ready to see the stuff that's in correlation with phase four um, into phase five, like Black Widow and like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, all those movies, all the new mutants and other stuff that's going to come in the future. I'll watch it, but I'm not as emotionally attached to those properties as I am. The other stuff. So that's why I haven't covered much more of Marvel, not because I don't like it. It's because there's not a lot going on right now with Marvel. And a lot of stuff is up in the air as far as release dates go. But anyways, guys, let's go ahead and get in to what we know about this new Batman trailer. So if you didn't know, this movie is going to be directed by Chris Reeves. It looks like they're going to be taking a more grounded approach, kind of similar to how 
they did with the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins as well. Um, the one thing that worried me about this movie is that it was just going to be another version of Batman Begins, where we see all these montages of him starting to become Batman and how he became Batman and his journey that he went on to become him. And this is not that. And I'm so happy that it is not. So in the trailer, we see that he is already Batman. Yes, his suit is very practical. His car is very practical. Even his boots were pretty much just regular boots for the most part. So it's going to be pretty packed practical gear and pretty much a practical world. Um, it's set. It, it looks very, very dark and gritty, which I always like and enjoy. Robert Patton looks like a young Bruce Wayne. It's a perfect casting. A lot of people are were worried about Pattinson becoming Batman, saying that he was too skinny, but he looks amazing in the suit, man. It looks it looks dope. Um, that was an insane, insane combat scene in there that has me ready to see this movie because my whole thing is. This movie is going to be a crime drama. Let's get that clear. It's going to be a crime drama. This is the first time we're going to see Batman really be, quote unquote, the world's greatest detective. Because we have not seen that in many other iterations of Bruce Wayne or Batman. You might hate me for saying this, but honestly, the most comic book portrayal of Bruce Wayne, not Batman, but the most comic book portrayal of Bruce Wayne has been the kid that played Bruce Wayne in Gotham. He's the only, this is the only time that we've seen Bruce Wayne actually do detective work was in Gotham. Um, I really enjoyed that show. I enjoyed a lot of the characters in that show, especially the guy who played the Joker, even though they didn't name him the Joker due to legal reasons. But I really enjoyed the Gotham show. And it looks like this movie pulls a little bit of inspiration from that show as far as the world building and how it looks and the aesthetic. It looks like what the show Gotham really wanted to do but just didn't have the budget to do. Um, this looks like a very, very um, pretty high budget film, even though it's very grounded, but it looks like it has a lot of practical effects, which always costs more than CGI. And anytime I can get practical effects in a superhero movie, I am all for it. I don't hate CGI, but I think it's so overused in superhero movies, and it's really, really annoying. I'm definitely glad to see they're going more practical with it. In this trailer, we saw Gordon, uh, who is not yet Commissioner Gordon. Um, he's just a detective on the job as of right now. And it looks like even though he's not Commissioner Gordon, it looks like pe people are pretty much open arms with Batman at this point. Um, it doesn't look like he is in pers being pursued by the police or anything. He showed up to crime scenes in the trailer helping out Gordon and the police officers. They talk to him as casually as, as just if he was another person on the force. So that is good to see. Although at one section in the movie, it did look like he was running away from the police. So I don't know if something's going to change later due to the Riddler. My theory is that the Riddler is going to frame him, but I, I don't know that for sure. And speaking of grounded roles, the Riddler is definitely not his green suit wearing flashy self. Like we saw from the old Jim Carrey performance. Um, He's a very grounded look as well. He has not yet come to be the Riddler, it doesn't look like. He is making riddles, and of sure, um, but they said nothing about his actual name. Uh, he has a mask over his face. He has a normal jacket on. He doesn't look like the flamboyant version of the Riddler that a lot of people have seen. And I am kind of glad about that. I think that version of the Riddler just won't work anymore. It's just too campy. 
And uh, I love Jim Carrey, but it's just too campy. It just won't work in today's climate. It won't work in today's superhero film. It has to be. They have to feel like people. It has to feel a little more realistic. And uh, I think this was the right way to go. We see a fully fleshed out version of Batman's suit. We see the cowl. We see the mask. We see his his suit pretty much just looks like riot gear for the most part. Like it doesn't look like the full high tech Batman suit at this point. He has those arrows on his wrist, kind of like the Court of Owls. So I'm assuming we're going to get a little bit of a glimpse into the Court of Owls in this movie, which I am ready for because they're a really big part of Batman lore and Gotham City lore. And we just never have seen that. So I don't know if this is going to be the best Batman movie ever made, but I think from what I've seen, this is going to be the most comic book accurate Batman movie we have seen. This is that's just it's a big statement, but that's what I'm calling. It's going to be the most comic book accurate version of Batman we've seen. Um, as far as his suit, minimalistic, it looks really dope. The the car that he put together from that old Challenger or whatever it was or Charger, um, just the world. The, the commissioner, everything just seems like the comic books. It looks like Gotham, feels like Gotham. He definitely looked and felt like Bruce Wayne and Batman. I'm really excited to see this movie, guys. I'm really, really excited to see this movie coming out in 2021. No official release date quite yet. Um, to my knowledge, they have about 40% of the movie shot. Um, and with only 40% of the movie shot, that trailer was pretty jam-packed with a lot of different things and uh, probably a lot of things that I missed in there as well. But um, I love how the suit looks. I like how he has the metal chest plate for his um, bat symbol. They pretty much changed the bat symbol for every Batman that has come across live screen. I really like the bat symbol on this one, and it does what it's supposed to do. The bat symbol is supposed to act as a target for them to shoot and also be strong enough to deflect those bullets, which you did see him get shot in the trailer. And he reflected those bullets pretty much took it like a champ. Um, so yeah, I'm ready to see this movie. It looks good. I know I've said that a lot of times, but I think Robert Pattinson's performance is really going to shock a lot of people. I think a lot of people are still stuck in twilight world and they see him and they think twilight, but he's going on to do a lot of amazing, really artsy, uh, artistic and great roles since twilight i think he's proven himself multiple occasions since twilight and i think he's going to do it again with this movie i think this is going to be the movie that where people who keep seeing him in that twilight spotlight are really 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 going to appreciate his acting ability because he looks like he went all out for this movie he's he's fully immersed you can usually tell when an actor or actress doesn't really want to do the role a.k.a. George Clooney back in the day when he played Batman. That was horrible. Pattinson's really in it. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. We got a little bit of glimpse at Catwoman, played by Zoe Kravitz. I love me some Zoe Kravitz. She's a really, really talented actress. She's one of the highlights of the X-Men universe and the character she plays over there. And uh, I've liked pretty much all her shows and movies that I've seen. So I have no reason to think that she wouldn't do a great job as Catwoman. Um, she looks the part. She looks a lot like the Harley Quinn show version of Catwoman, um, but she's wearing a lot more minimalistic version of her suit as well. We see the little cat-like ears on her mask, though, <laughs> um, kind of just sig signifying that she was Catwoman. 
And uh, it shows that her and Batman have had encounters. They have a little fight scene in the trailer. So once again, even though this trailer, did, trailer didn't tell a lot, it did show quite a bit. Showed the fight between Catwoman and Batman. It looked like to be in his house. I couldn't really tell if she was trying to steal from Bruce Wayne or if she was trying to steal from somebody else and he just caught her. Um, but I'm interested to see their dynamic in this and what angle they choose. We've seen the romantic angle with Michael Keaton's Batman and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Also, we've seen the romantic angle kind of like kind of romantic, but also more like best friend angle from Bruce Wayne and the Catwoman girl in the Fox show. So I'm interested to see which angle they take with Selena Kyle. And I don't know if her name is even Selena Kyle in this, to be honest. Um, I'm just interested to see the angle that they take with Catwoman and Batman in this. Is it going to be romantic? Is it going to be friendship? Is it going to be that sexual tension that's always there in the comic books and cartoons? Uh, I don't know. But uh, I think Kravitz and Pattinson are going to be really dope to see on screen together. Um, they seem like they were going to have pretty good chemistry, and that's always needed in a female, um, male, and male counterpart when we're talking about these type of roles. Um, because let's be honest, it's a superhero movie, even though it is grounded. There's got to be a love interest and I've seen no other women. So I would assume Catwoman is going to be said love interest. Latest big reveal, or I guess no reveal is I saw no signs of the penguin in this trailer. No signs at all, um, which is interesting to me. I didn't see any signs of penguin. So it just makes me wonder, is penguin even going to be penguin in this movie? Or is he just going to be Oswald Cobblepot? Now, back in the 1989 Batman or 1992 Batman with Michael Keaton, King, they, it was very on the nose. Penguin came from the sewer. He looked like a penguin. He had webbed fingers and webbed feet and looked like a creature and literally looked like a penguin. I don't think they're going that on the nose with this one. He also definitely doesn't live in the sewers. I think they're going to go more of the Oswald Cobblepot who has the rich family, um, pretty wealthy family background. In some iterations of Oswald Cobblepot, he was also peers with Bruce Wayne and they grew up together. Their families kind of being, you know, the wealthier families in Gotham. I don't know if they're going that angle, but he's definitely not coming from the sewers. I know the guy did have to wear a fat suit, so he's going to be short, probably short and stubby um, or at least stubby. But he's definitely not going to look like a penguin and come from the sewers and be that on the nose. And I don't even think he's going to turn into penguin in this movie but Oswald Cobblepot very well much so may be going out for some type of government official role and it looks like the Riddler is pretty much exploiting government officials so um that may be the connection and how we eventually get penguin to become the penguin because I think the penguin is a really dope villain that needs to be built up so we'll probably, if this movie does well, we'll probably see Penguin transform into Penguin in the second movie. Um, and then probably by the third movie, we'll probably get some form of a new version of the Joker. My whole thing about this movie is uh, I know a lot of people are going to be confused. It's just inevitable. You have Batman over in the Snyderverse going over on HBO Max. And you're going to have this new Batman. And then you're going to have Batman appear in the new Flash movie. But they say they want Robert Pattinson to be the new Batman moving forward. Um, if that's the case, I hope by 2022, 
that they bring Robert Pattinson into the official DCEU or Worlds of DC, whatever they're calling it, because this Snyder Cut movie is going to be Ben Affleck's last go as Batman, 100%, um, at least in my opinion. Um, he did like the script of the Flash movie, so we're going to see him cameo in that as well. But that's pretty much going to be it. People are talking about a Batman HBO Max series. They've been putting a lot of validity into it, but I do not believe it. But anyways, that's going to wrap up the Pattinson and Chris Reeves 2021 Batman movie section of the podcast. The next we're going to go into our other Batman, a.k.a. Batfleck or Ben Affleck and Zack Snyder's Justice League. All right, so we also got a pretty big trailer reveal of the Zack Snyder's Justice League movie. Released the Snyder Cut, people have got what they wanted. Uh, I definitely wanted to see this as well um, because I hate when a director's vision is stifled by the studios. But I also, you know, it's just a very unfortunate event that happened with Zack Snyder and his daughter committing suicide. Um, rest in peace to her. And uh, that's definitely... A very, very tough thing to have to deal with, especially while trying to make a movie. So um, whether this movie ends up being good or bad, I'm really, really excited to see his vision and see what he had planned originally for the Justice League. Before I get into the trailer, I will say my most apparent problem with the previous Justice League movie was not the directing choices. It's not the acting choices. It's not the writing. My opinion, Justice League came out way too early. I may do a whole nother podcast episode on how to fix the DCEU or how, you know, or something like that, because it was just way too early for a Justice League movie. They were trying to catch up with Marvel so badly that they skipped a lot of different steps. They skipped the steps where we feel emotionally connected to these characters. Before Justice League came out, the only people that we had saw was Batman, Superman, and a little bit of Wonder Woman. Everybody else was barely shown in a little teaser after Batman v Superman movie, but we never got to feel any emotional attachment to them. Before we got a Justice League movie, we should have at least got another Superman movie where maybe we introduced another character. And then we should have got an official Batman movie where maybe they introduced one of the other characters. And then we should have got a Batman v Superman movie and maybe then a Justice League. You know what I mean? Where as to maybe not every single character in a Justice League gets a solo, but at least introduce some of these characters in other bigger characters movies. Like Cyborg shouldn't have been introduced in Justice League. I don't know. We can't change the past, but that was my problem with it. I feel like they just put the movie out way too early in an attempt to pretty much catch up with Marvel. I think Batman v Superman would have been far better received if we got to see a Batman movie, solo Batman movie before Batman v Superman. So we would have got to see why Ben Affleck's version of the character became so crazy, became so jaded, became so dark and twisted you know we get little glimpses at it glimpses at it yeah we saw the robin suit hanging but in this point like all of his rogues gallery is dead all the robins are dead like we didn't get to see any of that that would have filled in so much gaps for a lot of people and made a lot more people really appreciate ben affleck's performance in batman v superman uh, and it would have made justice league a lot better because there would have been a lot more emotional attachment to the characters you know what i mean but anyways, let's get into 
this new Justice League movie trailer reveal. So, as I was hoping, we got to see a little bit more of Darkseid. Um, Darkseid looks pretty cool. He looks pretty physically imposing, as he should. Um, got those big, beaming red eyes. Um, I was hoping to see more of that armor like we've seen in the Justice League cartoon and the Justice League comics as well. But, you know, regardless, he still looks good. I still like his look a lot. Um, really good looking character. Pretty much, at this point, I don't know what his role is going to be in this movie, though. This is... By the trailer, you can 100% tell it's going to be a completely different movie than what we saw. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's going to be a completely different movie. And I have no idea what Darkseid's role in this is going to be. At first, they were saying Stephen Wolf was going to be the villain of the movie, and then Darkseid popped up at the end. But it looks like he's in this movie a lot more than what we expected or show. I didn't watch DC Fandom Live, so I don't know if he said this is going to be a movie or a miniseries, but I know in an interview he said he would rather it be a miniseries, like a four to six episode miniseries. Um, and I don't know if Darkseid is going to have a really big role in this or a smaller one. Um, I know because his, his original vision, Justice League was set up to be a two-parter. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be bits and pieces, bits and pieces of both those two parts crammed in one movie, or if this is going to be part one. And if it does well, they're going to let him continue and do part two where Darkseid is the main villain, except, you know, where Darkseid is a main villain other than just a little side plot. Um, that would make a lot more sense for me because Darkseid is such an imposing threat that he should be stretched out over multiple movies, kind of the way that Marvel dealt with Thanos. He should be this overbearing presence that the Justice League always fears because that's, that's how it is in the comics and that's how it is in the Justice League animated cartoon as well. Like. That should be a threat they're always worried about. And then maybe we get resolution for him in 2022 when the Flashpoint movie comes out. You know what I mean? I really hope they stretch him. I hope they don't one and done him like they've done a lot of villains. I thought Black Mask was a really, really dope villain. And he is a really, really big dope mob boss. And the fact that they killed him off in one movie with Harley Quinn is insane to me. That's really, really insane to me just pops up one movie. He was only in the actual black mask for about five minutes of the movie. Like I, I hope they don't kill off dark side immediately. And I hope because dark side is not that easy to defeat. Um, in every run in with dark side, the justice league has had a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble beating him. So that should be displayed. I, I think this should be a two parter, whether it's a series or a movie. And next Steppenwolf looks really, really good. Um, he looked kind of lame in the last movie. He looked really, really lame in the last movie, to be honest. Super lackluster. Um, but his upgrade to his armor, his outfit, his whole body in general, his face. Um, I, could, I, I couldn't tell if they changed his voice a little bit or not. But he looks like a beast in this movie. He looks physically imposing. He looks threatening. His armor is like almost, seems almost to be like one with his body. Um, I'm glad they changed him. I'm glad they updated him. They updated the mother boxes a little bit. I knew the mother boxes were supposed to be more human-like originally, but it looks like they kept with the box format, but they just changed them up a little bit. You know, the old ones kind of basically just look like little tesseracts, but they changed them up a lot in this, um, and I'm definitely glad to see that. The main reason Snyder's movie was originally so long is because of a lot of the subplots that he had in the movie, and it looks like we're going to get to see some of those subplots flesh out a lot better. 
like the subplot where Batman went to go see Aquaman in the original movie, that was not only cut short, but it was also rewritten, changed, and uh, reshot. So we're going to get a lot better and a lot bigger, a lot larger, and a lot longer subplot for Aquaman that's going to set up, that would have set up Aquaman going into his own solo movie. So if you've seen Aquaman, this will help set up his movie a lot better. Also, the same thing with Cyborg. His pretty much all of his scream time was chopped on the cutting room floor. We didn't get to see any of his build up into becoming Cyborg. And also, it seemed like Wonder Woman had to pretty much drag him into becoming a superhero. Like it's not something he wanted to do. Apparently, that's going to be something that changes in this movie as well. And we're going to get to see his subplot and him becoming Cyborg and a little bit more footage of him pre Cyborg days and get to see his dad who is the person who pretty much fused him with the mother box and turned him into cyborg and according to the trailer uh, his dad died you, you see that pretty clearly he gets absorbed by the mother box so um definitely glad that ray fisher is going to get a little more camera time and not just for ray fisher necessarily but it's going to help flesh out his character a lot more than they did so i'm excited for that something that i'm not as excited about is wonder woman I liked how how Zach's handled a lot of the characters for the most part, but I definitely prefer the way Patty Jenkins has handled Woman Wonder Woman over the way Snyder has handled Wonder Woman. Um, she seemed a little more helpless, a little more um, what's the word? A little more selfish. Her colors are a lot darker and not as vibrant as they are in the Patty Jenkins films, and uh, as much as I love how he's handled the other guys, I'm not a huge fan of how he's handled Wonder Woman. So I feel like this is going to be a digression. It's going to digress from the Wonder Woman that we know and see in the current Patty Jenkins movies going back to the Wonder Woman that we see in the Snyder movie because uh yeah yeah, I feel like the Patty Jenkins version of Wonder Woman is just far superior and just feels more like Wonder Woman, feels more heroic as to where Snyder's version of Wonder Woman fears seems more fearful seems more selfish and not as willing to be a hero. Um, so I'm kind of bummed about that because, I mean, I guess you kind of have to do it when you're revisiting 2016, which is pretty much what they're doing in this movie, revisiting 2016. So um, it is what it is. Um, I'm definitely ready to see um, a little bit more Batfleck. I hated how he was rewritten for the new Justice League, the Justice League movie back in 2017. They had him cracking jokes left and right, which just didn't seem, it just seemed, Ugh. It just wasn't good, man. Especially when you bring him off of a Batman v Superman where he's dark and broody, and then now he's just cracking jokes. Just makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. And we also look like we're going to get more of the Justice League. Well, not Justice League, obviously, but more of the Flash subplot as well. We see the Saving Iris West Allen scene. Uh, looks like we're going to get him set up as well. And also... There was a dream sequence in Batman v Superman that never paid off because the movie was changed for Justice League. But we get to see that dream sequence fleshed out in this film. So that weird little scene where Barry Allen popped up to warn Batman about the future in uh, Batman v Superman. And then that crazy dream sequence, what we saw where he thought Superman was going to murder him and, you know, the world was being run by parademons. Um, we're going to get to see a lot more of that fleshed out. So I'm definitely really, really excited to see that part of the movie. 
um, it will fill in a lot of gaps that the uh, the Justice League theatrical version that we got to see is pretty much left out. So uh, I'm definitely ready to see that part. I'm pretty much excited about everything for this movie other than the digression of Wonder Woman. I think this is going to set her character back a little bit. Um, also, I understand continuity and I understand how there can be multiple versions of different characters running around, but I don't know if the general public will understand this. I don't know if the general public will understand how Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are going to be in the 2022 flash film. But then you have a Robert Pattinson, Batman doing his thing. Um, if they want Pattinson to be the future, in my opinion, in the 22 flash film, they're going to have to merge him with the DCEU. If not, so many people are going to be confused because so many people are not comic book readers. <laughs> and I understand that it's a kind of more of a, more of a dying art form. So I just really hope this goes well. I'm glad for all the Snyder fans who get to see his vision played out. Glad for Snyder. I'm always for the, the creative in these situations. Glad he gets to finish out his vision. And I'm definitely going to get HBO Max for a little while to check this out. And who knows, um, if the DC Universe app is going to be no more, then I might just keep HBO Max. Um, and, you know, just keep that for all the future DC content, because I know there's a Green Lantern show said to come out on HBO Max that I really want to see as well. Although I've heard nothing about that. Um, yeah, definitely want to see that as well. So, yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap up today's episode, guys. But look, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Nerd Out with Eddie Knight. Nerd Out with Eddie Knight on Instagram. So we can talk about these things, guys. Let me know what you would like for me to talk about next. Do you have any theories about either of the two movies that I talked about today? Did you see these trailers? What did you think about them? Did you like them? Love them? Hate them? Uh, yeah, hit me up on Instagram at Nerd Out with Eddie Knight and let me know. Um, or email me at nerdy before it was cool at gmail.com. That's nerdy before it was cool at gmail.com guys but anyways look it's your boy eddie knight definitely definitely glad to get back to talk to you guys i took a couple weeks off because i had a lot of stuff that i needed to do for youtube that i just had to pre-record um but i'm back consistent weekly episodes with the podcast so stay tuned but anyways guys it's your boy eddie knight man i'm out <laughs>